so excited. Recording in progress. So aggressive. <laughs> All right. So this is episode, I don't know, it's been a while of Cafe Con Therapy. Usually tradition is to have like a nice little cup of coffee next to you. My coffee right now is in the living room table and I kind of don't want to go and get it. But yeah, so today we're here with one of my really good friends who I haven't seen in many years, but I saw yes. her, uh, Meg, who Hi. lives in Indiana and is an art Ugh. therapist. Yes. And I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you? I am really excited and I... I'm so excited. In fact, I forgot my morning brew, so I might have to carry you with me to the kitchen to go grab something, but that's a later making problem. That is absolutely perfect. (laughs) I might have to actually just run and get my coffee at some point, but you know, it is what it is. We're coffee people. Yeah. But yeah. um, Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? I know I mentioned you're an art therapist, but you know, just talk to us about your mental health journey. Oh my gosh, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to start from like the personal? Do you want me to start from like work or? (laughs) Well, I feel like work might be a better ending because the last thing you want to think about is work. So (laughs) fair enough. Um, So for me personally, I'll throw myself under the bus. I've struggled with my mental health. It feels you know, when you're going through those things and it's a new struggle, it feels really long, like this super scary, big journey that you go through and then you get to adulthood and you're like, oh, it's really not that bad. (laughs) So, you know, I'm torn between saying like, it's been a long struggle for me, but you know, at the same time, I can be realistic and be like, yeah, it's not been that long. Your whole life hasn't been terrible. You just had a lot a lot of ups and downs and navigating that. Um, but I really, I really prioritized uh, going to therapy when I was in school getting my master's in art therapy. And part of that is, you know, my director was uncomfortably insistent that we be in therapy. It was a whole issue with her, um, which part, which is part of why she got removed later. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we got her, we got her fired. (laughs) Um, But that's, that's a whole other story. But, you know, I, I wound up being, I was really resistant at first because it was like, ah, I I feel like it's a little kitschy to think that, you know, you can't be a great therapist unless you've gone through therapy. But I was like, you know what, I, I need to work on some things personally. I had had a really bad breakup not that long ago. Um, so I was like, you know what, I definitely have big things I need to work on. So, um, I did individual and groups, I did a couple of groups and sadly I'm not in therapy at the moment. I have a lot of plates in the air, but I really, uh, I need to prioritize getting back to finding a therapist to see. (laughs) Girl, same. (laughs) It was a lot, right? It's yeah. But I think, you know, there, there is that one thing that might be common amongst a lot of therapists and you know most of us that get into this field get into it because of personal experience so you're not really alone there I would say yes so yes (laughs) yes 1000% yes 
Yeah, because I don't think anybody who hasn't experienced issues with mental health would go into this because I don't think they would understand it. I feel like you're right. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you do? Oh, sure, sure. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can condense it. I have, so I work for a non-profit, not-for-profit and I wear, because of that, I wear a lot of different hats depending on, you know, the day and which way the wind is blowing. <laughs> So I, I see clients, obviously, both talk and art, um, more talk than art, of course, not, not many people are open to art therapy. Um, but I also do a lot of administrative work. So I, you know, do data entry, I, you know, help manage relationships with some of our hospital partnerships, um, payroll, you know, making sure my yoga instructors are taken care of that my interns are all good. And seeing interns, I guess it's another big part um but it's like saying that I feel like is is not enough to cover all the crap I have to do day in and day out um I feel like that's a good look at it and like I said I work with uh cancer survivors and their families which never never a fun never a dull moment there always fun you know (laughs) oh my gosh that's hilarious there's something that you just mentioned um so many people are not receptive to art therapy. No. <laughs> and and that astounds me because, you know, I feel like for people who maybe are a little bit hesitant to start therapy, because again, it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to go in and talk. It's like, well, doing something different, you would think would be more enticing. But you for some think. reason, it's not. <laughs> well, it's it's weird because, you know, part of me gets it you know I try to embrace it but then the other part of me you know the art therapist side is like we could do so much we, like you could benefit so much if you just open your mind open your heart but it's like you know I try to be realistic you know when you when you think of art you know as an experience most people's first experience with art is you know in school they're graded they're judged you automatically have this negative association with art. Well, I won't say everyone, a lot of the time. And when that's your experience from a very early age, you know, for, for years and years and years, if you think of like how school is structured, there's no value in art. It's not valuable inherently, unless you're good at it and can profit for it. And you carry that with you. So, you know, by the time, unless you're, you know, apply that that time and attention to developing art as a skill and you know actively practice as an adult you you know you either have this attachment to art where it's like I can see it beyond what I've associated it to be or like the majority of people they have this negative association and they don't want to do art you know like nine times out of ten I'll get people who are like Megan I can't draw a stick person it's like great that's developmentally appropriate I would not expect you to draw me the next Mona Lisa like and I have to remind people that you know I'm not a teacher I'm not here to grade you we're here to value you know what you create and make sense of it or like I always say night you're you're probably not going to want to hang this on the fridge you're probably gonna <laughs> you're probably gonna give it to me or, or you know want to throw it away you know you're not going to want to look at it because of what you've been through in the journey with the piece so you know in in that in that sense you know it doesn't have to be right there's no right there's no wrong you don't have to be skilled you don't have to be talented 
And again, I'm not going to grade you. So it's, it's like if, if I could get more people past those hangups, you know, to expand what art can be, then, you know, maybe we can do some good hard work, but I, I get it. You know, you, you, if you've told like, oh, your drawing sucks. Oh, you can't draw for crap. You're not going to want to draw. Not even not, you're not going to want to draw for fun, let alone to work on your mental health. Absolutely not. Completely understand that. Because it's going to make you feel inferior all over again. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, um, you already want me to open up to you and spill my guts on top of making me feel inferior about my art skills. And it's like, no, no, definitely not going to do that. I promise. And honestly, I feel like that was for the last few years that has also been a deterrent for why I have decided not to go no 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 no. listen hold on (laughs) not to not have an art therapist okay but to become an art therapist because when I first started this job um we used to be in the same building as Adler um downtown oh nice yeah so RGO was literally in the same building but you just go in through different doors um so Adler was actually sort of offering a discount to employees of my agency um and so I was like you know when I heard that when I you know because again this was all through like the initial training after my internship um so when I was fully staffed at this point um because I actually interned with the agency I work for now. Um, mm-hmm. I went to my supervisor and I was like, hey, so this is kind of what I'm interested in. And I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts. And girl, she shut me down. Like, what? Are you, like, I, are you, like, I'm an advocate for higher education, yada, yada. But you have to think about your work and you're not going to, you know, you have to think about, you know, you still have to prioritize this and this. And I was like, I was going in to be like, hey, how can we work on making sure that I can still my caseload and, you know, go to school and say, no, she completely shut me down. I was like, that is the last time I'm sharing anything personal with you. And so it gets so rude. Yeah. Yeah. So she's a great supervisor when it comes to administrative stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, your supervisors are human. You like, I, I love my supervisor, my supervisor, my boss. She's awesome but she's not perfect. I, you know, it's one of those things where I, I even feel like, you know, you, you get so close to them and, you know, you see all these positives in them. And then sometimes something's happened and you're like, oh, wait, no, you're not. I have to remember you're still human. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, again, I didn't, so after that, and that was early on, I think that was like, let's say four or five months in to me working. So it's pretty early on. And so for two years, I didn't share shit with her. <laughs> I don't blame you though. After that, girl, no, absolutely And again, not. the last time I shared anything with her was last, oh, oh, year and a half. So whatever, Ooh. whatever October of 2020 was, whenever that was, year, year and months ago. Um, I, I had a, I had a sort of just be like, look, um, I need to talk to you. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't feel like maybe I am burned out. Mm -hmm. I'm letting you know right now, 
I'm going through some shit. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take time off because I, I just, I can't do this. I'm going right. through compassion fatigue on an extreme level. And with my clients, that's really not something I can afford to really let happen. Because again, I work with survivors of domestic violence. And if you have no compassion, um, yeah, that's not really no, gonna work. Absolutely out. no bueno. No. <laughs> no, exactly. And so she kind of freaked out for a second because again, I had not, I have never shared anything personally with her. Like, mm-hmm. like I've been, I've done my job. I've done what I needed to do. Mind you, I'm terrible at keeping up with treatment plans. That hasn't changed since I started. Um, at this point, I'm just like, mm, it is what it is. <laughs> In fairness, I feel like paperwork is the bane of the existence of this profession. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. just like, why do insurance companies need so much paperwork? Uh-huh. Like, why can't it just be like, oh, this person needs therapy? Yes. Go ahead. See, that's where I'm grateful. And part of where I, I stick with where I am, all of our services are free. So we don't you know, we don't deal with insurance, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that. But even, even just notes and the amount of emails, like all, all of that, it just amalgamates. And it's like, ah, <laughs> please give me yeah, a break. No, for sure. And well, again, I also shouldn't complain because I am also grant-based. So, you know, it's really not that much more, but I think but still, but it's funny because I, I went through my caseload. I think it was at that point. I don't know if I did it last year. And I finally went through my caseload because I've never actually kept a spreadsheet. I would always try to start and then would never keep up with it. And I think at that point I had a caseload of 85. Oof, no, no, honey. And mind uh-uh. you, at that point, I was doing phone calls, doing intake, and then doing therapy. So I was doing everything except for the administrative stuff. No, you know, cause no, again, thank you. yeah, no, I know. And so like, you know, I would have to balance out doing the phone calls because all the phone calls come to me and I have to schedule people and then I have to do the intake. And then, you know, balance, I was like, phone calls were the bane of my existence at that point as well. It's <laughs> like, can nobody else call right now? Because <laughs> I am scheduling two intakes a week. And I kept that up for two years. And I'm just like, oh, girl. So that's why my burnout made a lot of sense. Not only because of work, but because I decided to go vegan without really prepping myself. And so. What are you doing? Did I not tell you that? Did I not tell you that? I went vegan. So for 2020, whatever birthday that was, let's say I'm 30. So 29, for my 29th birthday, the decision was made that. I like just I don't know where I'm, I'm gonna go vegan starting today and so Ooh. I did it for two and a half months so September October November yeah for two and a half months and girl like like I was like I realized that everything was just not right I'm just like mm, yeah I don't, I don't know how you did it like cold turkey I I feel like I would be miserable I'd have no energy and be really cranky <laughs> See, but it wasn't, it wasn't even the cranky, but it was the fact that because I wasn't, so I, and I did the research for it at that point, but 
basically my lack of intake of omega-3 mm-hmm. impacted my mental health directly. So it really uh, brought on a depression because I, again, I don't remember the exact details because I did the research back then. And at that point I was like, mm, okay, just fill up on more omega fats moving forward. Um, but it, yeah, and that took a toll. And then obviously the personal shit yeah. um, that happened around that time. So I was like, this is a lot. Um, I'm going to take a break. I never do this because I would hardly take off. So I think the first year and a half that I worked there, never took a day off. Didn't well, use no, you Not one, not even for your birthday. Maybe for my birthday. Okay. I, I, ooh, no, 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 no. I'm going to, if I could reach to the screen and bop you, I would like, uh, I obviously you you know I got really really sick and it's like ever since then I am like absolutely not do I feel a sniffle do I have a slight headache take it off take it off take it off gonna use what is what's that phrase PTO stands for prepare the others (laughs) not 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 that is perfect (laughs) prepare the others because I'm gone deuces to the sky I'm out of here I don't have time for this <laughs> yeah bad you you've got to use that pto well and does your does your is your job a use it or lose it type um after march if you don't use it if you have over 115 hours of pto you lose whatever's over the 115 hours see that's the way ours works i've been irritated because it's a lot lower we can only bank 80 but I do have to say that that's one of the perks of my agency so mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot that we're not happy with um but again I think that's all nonprofits. um mm-hmm. I yes think, <laughs> I think unfortunately you you struggle between do I take care of my staff or do I fulfill quota to be able to provide services mm-hmm. um it's a it's a very hard thing to balance and I, and I do understand that I don't think it's impossible um, but yeah, one of the good things about them is our pay rate and in, in, again, in the nonprofit world and also our PTO. Mm-hmm. So. See, I completely, I completely understand that because I get, you know, that's a lot of our issues is like, how are we gonna, like you're saying it's, it's that classic nonprofit problem. Like, do I value my small staff of like under 20 people? and, you know, try to, you know, motivate them, keep them engaged and make sure they're not burning out? Or do I keep trying to grow the organization, which mm-hmm. will lead to more opportunities for them? And it's, it's like, it's easy and it's hard because at least from where I'm standing, you know, as a little peon at the very bottom of the totem pole, I'm like, obviously, why wouldn't you, like, I'm a, I'm in the trenches, you know, you, you see what your coworkers go through and you're like, obvious choice, right? But then, I talk to my boss, you know, we're close. We're obviously friends and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's easy for me to say that because I don't have to think at that higher level. I don't have to think of, you know, well, we can sacrifice growing the company and honor, you know, something for, for the employees and try to help them make better, make them feel better, you know, move, move them away from burnout. But then what does that say for the future of the company? And, 
it's, it's like, I'm, I'm torn because it's like, I, as much as I want to be empathetic towards it, I just, I know so much, you know, how hard my coworkers work and how much we put in, like, we obviously don't do this type of work for the money. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's just hard for me to be like, why aren't you prioritizing us? We're here, we're working really hard, but. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> and I think, again, and I've seen this discussion a lot. Um, I know I added you to, I don't know if it's just one of the Facebook groups um, that I follow regarding therapists, um, but there's like a networking one that I follow. And the conversation lately has been around the fact that, you know, it's true. We don't go into this field for the money mm-hmm. because we want to help people. But in this day and age, you also have to look out for yourself. Right. This nonprofit salary is not a livable livable salary like it, it's not it's not not in the, I mean not in the long run I feel like it can work for a time like if you're fresh out of school you know still kind of getting your sea legs maybe you don't have all kids or you know anything like that it can work but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna stay in this field like you're saying you know you have to that's a reality and it sucks because I feel like school doesn't prepare you for that doesn't prepare you for any of the business parts they don't but it's like um have you have you seen this show called Ted Lasso? Oh my god, I want to, but oh my god, I was about to explain to you why I did it, and then I realized this is not the podcast for that. Um, That's okay. I promise. No, I haven't. I really wanted to, but I don't have Apple Plus, so tenant will come back to Apple Plus. But like, <laughs> I feel like you should because I guess it's not really a spoiler. In season two, they get a therapist character. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's part of why my boyfriend wanted me to watch it. He was like, you know, I was like, I don't care about soccer. Why would I want to watch that? And I keep up with it, but I don't actually watch well, it. I was like, I was like, really, I was worried at first. Cause you know, you get therapist characters on, uh, on shows and they're either really crappy as far as like crappy people, like they're crappy as people, or they're just really shitty at their jobs. And I'm like, <laughs> ah. Winter Falcon. I'm sorry, not Winter Falcon. We we call it Winter Falcon. Did you watch Captain? Um, yes, yes, I did. That therapist. <laughs> yes, I was screaming at my TV. I'm like, like excuse me, excuse me. What are you doing? <laughs> Who does I, it? I mean, it's like I I had a I had a love hate relationship with her because it was like. Oh, well, I can appreciate it. I'm like, mm. I like your tactics, but I could never get away with that. Exactly. I'm like, my my clients would be like, bitch, please report. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this therapist character, I like her a lot. I mean, I was expecting her to be you know, kind of that stereotypical, you know, know it all. And, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. Like, she's not perfect, but I really appreciate the way, you know, she handles not just Tom, or excuse me, not Tom, Ted, but like all the other characters. And then it's really funny because they start using her homework, obviously, in the show. And I'm like, ha, look at you go. I see you doing it. But um, they have a conversation it's a it's a mild spoiler but it's not like super okay. serious I'm not gonna watch it anytime soon so by the time I watch it I'll have forgotten okay anybody listening if you're gonna watch Ted Lasso just skip this part <laughs> um 
she she sees Ted and he's like really mad, right? He's like exploding at her and he's like, I don't see the point of seeing someone who profits af- off of people's pain. You, know, you guys are terrible people. And he leaves. And then he comes back the next day. And I was like, oh, how is she going to handle this? Because I'm like, I know how I would handle it. <laughs> so she, um, you know, brings it. She's like, thanks for coming back. Uh, but we need to talk about what you said last time. And she's like, I like to help people, Ted. You know, I don't, I don't do this because I don't enjoy helping people. She's like, but what about coaching? Do you, do you like doing that? And he's like, well, yeah, I love coaching. And she's like, would you do that for free? And he's like, well, yeah. And she's like, but you don't do you? And he was like, no, I guess I don't. She's like, I enjoy helping people and I, I like to help people, but I deserve to be paid for that. That doesn't mean I'm, you know, manipulative or taking advantage of people's pain or anything like that. And I was like, oh, girl, yes. Girl, yes. Be <laughs> like props to you, man. I think that is a great way to, to, um, to phrase it. Mm-hmm. And gosh, darn it. There was this series on HBO Max, HBO Max, but I can't see it anymore. It's a therapy podcast, therapy podcast, a therapy based series. I think there's like two seasons of it. And it's basically just in the therapist's office going through diff- with different clients. And I'm just like, I feel like I've heard of this. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. I think. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't think of it because I can't find it because I know I was watching it. So I was like, I don't know. I just, I have one question though. In how, treatment, in treatment. How did you get around HIPAA to like <laughs> allow that to happen? I just, I'm really confused. Was that your thought? <laughs> yeah, I'm like. <laughs> well, and that, I'm torn between like, who willingly is like, yeah, go ahead and put my my therapy session on a streaming service I, but well I, I don't would, know. I know I personally would not just knowing some of the sessions I've had you know for me for me personally and even my professional sessions I don't know if I'd be cool with that <laughs> I only got just, through I only got through three episodes so it was like I don't really know how much in more in depth it goes but I know I saw it posted um because I I know the again this is all coming from that networking or like, um, well, I guess it's networking sort of like therapists forum mm-hmm. on Facebook and people are like, well, you know what they were talking about, you know, um, representation of therapy in like general media and that show came up and I'm just like, okay, okay, I'll watch it. But then it got kind of heavy. I was like, I already do this for work. I don't know if I actually want to watch this at home. And that mm-hmm. same thing happened to me with, um, made on netflix oh it's on my list i haven't watched it yet so no spoilers <laughs> no don't worry but basically i think i got through episode three maybe i got to episode four didn't finish it and i'm just like i can't watch this because i feel like she's my client and all i want to do is protect her right now oh. and it's just really heavy and i'm just like i can't no no everybody's like you, you need to watch it no it's good it's good you don't understand I we know where the line every is. day and I'm just like yeah no I'm good I'm good I, I might finish it but probably when I'm no longer working in this specific no. 
I, I feel you like any, any super heavy hospital shows. Like I don't bother watching them, not just because of my clients, but like part of like when I got sick, like last year, you know, part of it is that like, I, it's just overwhelming and it isn't, you know, I can't, you know how, like when you watch shows or you binge shows, you can just kind of immerse yourself into it. Right. You can just enjoy it not think about it and it's like way too I feel like triggering is too strong of a word but it's like it, it just brings me back and I'm like I can't I can't have that no but you <laughs> for that specifically and I don't think another show has done that to me but I felt it in my gut like I I actually physically had a reaction Ooh. to it and that's what I'm that was the biggest sign because usually girl I'm a binger I watch things like if I can get through it tonight I'm gonna get through it tonight it We're doesn't matter it. if I don't sleep. It doesn't matter if I only get two hours of sleep. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. So you know what? Now that we're talking about um, media and stuff, we can get into the one conversation we've been having for the last week and a half. And oh. we're talking about Encanto. Encanto! Can I tell you, I've literally seen this movie 50 times. I listened to it. the soundtrack nonstop. I've seen it five oh. times. But then again, I only watched it for the first time like two weeks ago. So that still says a lot, though. Again, it, I I get so mad at myself because I am that person that doesn't want to go with what the general crowd is doing unless it's Batman related. Um, <laughs> then it's like, yes, I'm all on board. But anything board. else, I'm just kind of like, uh, let the general masses get over it and then I'll get into it because, you know. But it's so solid, though. Like we saw it it's funny like Evan and I we went to go see it in theaters and we brought two of my friends and they had no clue what this movie was about hadn't seen a trailer hadn't read a synopsis knew nothing so it, it was really really fun like going into the movie and then you know like after the family Madrigal they're like emphasizing like oh hey you suck because you don't have powers <laughs> and I turn over and my friends are just like what why are they so mean to her? And I'm like, oh, that's a whole plot point, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, can't. I can't, but no, I, I love, 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 love this movie, like, so much. And I love seeing all the videos that have come out, like, all the little intricate things, like, culturally that they put in. Mm-hmm. Like, what was one of them? Like, the hold on, says, hold on, before you continue. I oh, have to make a point of everyone. You are probably amongst the last people that I would imagine would be influenced enough to go and try and make arepas. <laughs> okay, so so I have to come clean because I did not solely make them. We went to my friend Eli, he's Mexican, and him and his partner, they were the ones who made the dough and everything the first time. So that picture you saw, that was a lot of them I was like ah, I'm putting cheese ah, I'm doing salt yay I did it so like, <laughs> I can't take credit for those but they were still good they were a bop and then we did them again and my boyfriend did a lot he he made the dough and again I tried to participate a lot more but I am not graced enough to cook I can't I can't say I'm over here like oh I'm the next gift to cooking because I am not but I feel like I could make arepas at this point. I feel confident and strong and independent enough to do it. 
But it's so funny that you say that because, again, arepas aren't a Mexican thing. It's a Colombian thing. Yeah. So the fact that y'all, like none of you having any Colombian background went and did it. I'm just like. Is it my fault that Disney made them look delicious? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. The whole time was like, bear. Delicious. So, yeah. But yes, Encanto. I need, I need like a series. I need more merch. I just, Disney is so, slacking. I'm <laughs> curious. And, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the, the mental health aspects of it in a minute, but Ooh, I read yes. some, I read somewhere that, um, that the creators, um, well, the animators had to really fight Disney on making Lisa have muscles yes because they thought you know little girls aren't going to want that and turns out that actually people want that more than isabella and i'm just kind of like i'm going to be straight up with you i'm not a little girl and that's not really my case and i started wondering why i was like because you know that that's a good thing to have but i was like i've been the strong one in my family for so long that i'm just like i don't i don't need to relate to that on any other (laughs) you know, level. I'm just like, yeah, girl, I feel you. <laughs> Let's move on because this is already too too real for me. So let me, let me gear my direction in another. In another but how precious character. is she though? She's, she's the most precious character. I, I did see that and I'm like, I'm just, I'm irritated because like they, they wasted all this time and energy on Isabella merch. And I'm like, why did you think given I I love Isabella you know she has her own problems and things like that but I'm like why did you think the character you introduced who's mean to the main character little girls would want to idolize her like I I just I'm like that doesn't make sense like and again I think well here's (laughs) here's my thought as my character I don't know if it's for a number of reasons what is her face? She's from Orange is a New Black, but she's also in Doom Patrol. Um, uh, Reyes? No. Oh, God. What is, what is her name? Um, it's something. Is it Reyes? Am I drunk? I might be drunk. I'm going to cheat. I felt like her... Le- no, her name is Reyes in the show. That's what I did. I am Diane drunk. Guerrero. Diane Guerrero. Yes. Her name is Reyes in Orange is the New Black. That's what my drunk self did. Oh, okay. So okay, no, that makes sense. I, no, but that's fair because I have never watched Orange is the New Black. I just know that she's she's from that. Um, because when she was initially cast for Doom Patrol, I saw a lot of excitement over it being her. And I was like, well, I have no context for this, but, you know, I'm excited. Um, but when I just love her and then I didn't realize how good she could sing, I'm like yes yes and then her her voice in this movie is so like light and airy and i know she can hit that because of who she plays in doom patrol but the main personality that she plays in doom because again anybody who doesn't watch doom patrol um diane gurr's character basically has (laughs) like a ton of personalities i think what was it like 64 at this point i don't know yeah yeah and like they each have their own superpower um so I know she could hit that. And then again, she's like the, obviously after Dolores, she is like the darker skin one. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, true. So part of me is like, Lisa, yeah, she has the, the thing going yes. for her, but she's also the lighter skinned one. Um, 
so for me it's like I usually don't relate to lighter skin <laughs> characters um so I feel like that might have also been the thing that sort of guided me away from that but the other thing of going back to your point of like why would you you know think mm-hmm. that make make all this merch for the character who was mean I was like I think again because of how they placed her in the story true that's the most impact because Luisa had the first bob yes yes <laughs> so Luisa had like a whole thing behind mm-hmm. it and her storyline carried on mm-hmm. Isabella li- literally has like five minutes yeah I was disappointed with that because I remember like seeing all the not just the trailers like all the marketing and I'm like oh like my super high fem ass is like she's so pretty like I remember just being excited from that standpoint alone like she's wearing purple and she's got the floofy dress I'm like ah I love this character I want her to succeed and then I remember being really irritated watching the movie I'm like this bitch if she insults Mirabelle one more time I swear adios mio like I (laughs) I'm going to snap but um I, I feel like I but I feel you you know there's a lot of things that might be inadvertently working against Lisa but then Louisa is just she's such this cinnamon roll you know like she's you know like I felt weak it's just like oh my she, she is the perfect embodiment of you know the teddy bear yes oh, I just I want to squish her I love her so much <sighs> See, but, but here, here's here's where I became conflicted on a couple of things. Not not with the character at all. No, no, no. Just mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the I guess to some degree the stereotype that was being portrayed. Because as the oldest, and I think she's also the oldest cousin. I don't think we ever get she is on there, but we think she's also the oldest of the of the third generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think based on the conversation that you and I had earlier before the podcast um being the firstborn I think can go one of so many ways because either it's you the one you're the one that carries all the weight or you're the most sheltered and protected and sort of mm-hmm. conceited child of the bunch so I think for me because I've seen the the first one I, the the latter sort of play out a lot more and as an only child I I, like I relate to the strong portion of it Mm -hmm. part of me was also kind of conflicted in there I was like see what you're doing (laughs) don't fully agree with it but stereotype still still works (laughs) so um but yeah like what were your thoughts on that like you know the whole service pressure is a jam like a bop like I can't like I can't I can't and then the little tiktok dance like like when she's like shimming I was like okay girl okay (laughs) with the donkeys and the donkeys in the background I was like okay yes prove that doesn't matter what kind of body you have you can you can still still pull off moves um (laughs) but yeah like what did you think about that so like what was hard for me is because you're right Luis is not the oldest she's older than Mirabelle but like she's not the oldest but she's still the strongest I think she's like second or third whatever but at least for me I I was torn because like part of me related to Louisa like feeling like I needed to be strong inadvertently and 
I feel like at least for me personally, part of that is because I'm small. Like people underestimate me, feel like, oh, a small, poor baby, you need protecting. Like, no, no, I'm strong, can do everything. (laughs) But then I remember being conflicted because I felt like I also, and probably why I love Isabella is being, you know, forced on this pedestal of being like this golden-esque child. Thank you. Thank you for that. I did not being perfect. My I did whole not life. make that connection. Mm-hmm. I did not make that. Con- I can understand now why I relate so much more to Isabella. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh my girl, girl. You're welcome. You're welcome. Ah! <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> Different Disney movie, but like, it, like she said but, that. But but still, Lynn Manuel Miranda still wins. <laughs> but like, I remember being at that point in the movie when you know she's going to her to like she's like let's hug it out you know whatever I remember thinking like Isabella's a fucking bitch what the fuck is her problem and then she turns around and explodes at her and she's like I'm stuck being this way and you're ruining it for me I have literally one thing to do and that's be perfect and I can't be that way if you keep making me not be this way mm-hmm. and I remember just you know <laughs> that first time being like hmm that's kind of profound but the more I've watched it the more it's settled in it's like she is literally stuck being that way and even even when I watch the movie again I see it like Abuela doesn't let her step out of that box she has to be in her box like there's um what it's the scene where they're talking about like oh hey Mariano's on his way you know Dolores when is he coming do we have an okay or whatever and she's like oh yeah they're coming and he wants my babies and she produces yeah. like all the flowers Abuela picks the one flower out of her head that does not match the rest like she's always nitpicking her subtly and always critiquing her it's you know like Mirabelle said she's never going to be perfect enough and the more I've watched it the more I'm like yeah Isabella's a bitch probably but it's like it's it's understandable when you aren't allowed to be who you are and you're trapped in this box and from the outside everyone sees you as being perfect you're miserable and I'm like that's why I feel like I relate stronger to her and you know I've always had to be you know in this box with my family it's like oh you can be whatever you want just not that not that way it has to be our way and it's been a struggle so you know to see Isabella do that you know it's like I can't fault her 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 anger is truly justified but it's it's one of those things where I don't expect a child to understand the the complexities are there so Disney give us more Lisa merch (laughs) yeah and 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 you know like it's funny because as much as I think Disney movies are made for children Mm-hmm. this movie was made for millennials just uh yes there's 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 no doubt about it and so you know now that you broke it down I was like okay you know what now I don't feel as bad for for me being more sort of drawn to Isabella mm-hmm. than Luisa because you know again your girl your girl can be a bit of a <laughs> a bitch every now and again and you know I think in this day and age, like you hear like, oh, it's okay to be a bitch. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, screw what everybody else thinks. But growing up when you have such high expectations put on you, Mm. like it is, it's, it's rough, you know, and not so much because of strength, but because of perfection. And like, I don't know about you, but specifically for me, 
as a first generation, um, like I'm the first person in my family to graduate college. Mm-hmm. I'm the first person in my family to have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm like the only one subverting, ex, you know, the 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 norm, I guess, the stereotype. Mm-hmm. And so, like now that you you've broken it down, it's like not only am I am I am I drawn because it's Diane Guerrero, but it's more of I know what it's like to have to hide who you are in order to fit the needs of the family. Exactly. And I think this goes to what I was talking to you before the podcast as well. Like, <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things that I could not give two rats about, but I do because of my role in this family. Right. So, right. girl, snaps all around, snaps all around. <laughs> I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I think, I think about, you know, I'm not, I'm not technically the oldest in my, uh, in my family as far as cousins, but I did, you know, I felt like I might've been the favorite, at least of my grandma. So like, I feel like that was part of my connection with her. It's like, oh shit, you just, Disney came to read me for filth today. <laughs> but, you know, even, even in working with my own insecurities with, you know, my other brother and sister, and then my other cousins working past that, you know, I felt really tied to this piece of being in this box of perfection, which, you know, I, I use that sarcastically. It's not actual perfection. It's perfection as viewed by the family, perfection for us and what it looks like. So, you know, me wanting to help me being in the field that I am being an art therapist, you know, I remember my mom point blank saying to me, like, "Mm, I'm not paying for an art degree. And I'm like, oh, it's a good thing. I don't need your permission to go to school. <laughs> so, you know, I think of just me wanting to be where I am in my dreams. Like I couldn't have this to be in that space with them. And we've done a lot of work. Things are better, but you know, I'm sure those, those types of things, obviously they don't get dismantled in the night. You know, it takes time, uh, but it's, it's still a historic struggle, you know? So like, I completely... I'm right there with you. And then, you know, to take a step further, you know, being, being women and feeling like I can't challenge this, you know, it's disrespectful to challenge it, or I can't do that because, you know, I'm not allowed type of thing. You know, it's taboo at that point. Like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to tell my parents, no, oh geez, no. (laughs) It's, it's a whole other, other thing. So like at the end of the day, I feel like no, I'm not, I'm not mad for relating so much more to Isabella than Louisa. I feel like the nice thing about Louisa's struggle is it's universal. You know, it, it highlights this beautiful connectedness. Everyone feels like they have to be stronger than they can be sometimes. But I think Isabella's struggle is completely different. And it's not, unless you take time to sit with it and dismantle it and really look at how damaging that is, Cause it's very easy to be like, oh yeah, she's being a bitch. No one likes her. <laughs> like you're perfect. Why are you complaining? And it's like, maybe she has a lot more to be upset about than you realize. Girl, marrying a man that you don't want to marry just to five babies. <laughs> that part, that part, I was like, oh girl, no, no, no. And, and her face when Dolores said that it was like five, five. <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. 
Well, I can't. And I'll tell you something curious that I, I thought about. It's like, I think, and you can tell me your own opinion about it, but I think it's therapists because we've broken, like we've gone through the work and we understand what, you know, the societal view of strength is. And then we know the internal, mm. like the internal definition of strength. I think for me, that's kind of why I was like, oh no, girl, I, I've reached a point where if I need to cry, I cry. <laughs> like I, I, I've become a person because again, as a therapist, you got to, you know, do as you preach. Um, you gotta, but sometimes we don't. <laughs> true, true, true. Um, but it's more of a, you learn that it's not healthy to hold in stuff. And so I think Lisa is like, oh yeah, that's me in the past. <laughs> not me anymore yes that's a that's a really good point because you're right like you know you're 1000 percent right you're used to thinking like well I don't want to make any trouble for anybody you know my emotions are bad if I explode you know <laughs> and even if I think of it in that aspect it kind of pulls to you know Peppa Tia Peppa like you yeah. know I saw an awesome video where people were like, she is just constantly gaslit. Like everyone's like, oh, don't rain, don't snow, don't hurricane. But no one asks why. Like why? (laughs) No one asks like, Tia Peppa, are you okay? And you know, like obviously just because it's snowing or like it hails at the end of the movie, that's not a bad thing. That's just how she's feeling in that moment. (laughs) I I also saw a breakdown. I I can't remember if it was a a video or like just like a, like a, like a meme sort of template, but it's basically, yes. Peppa is basically the personification of a child who was told they weren't allowed to express emotion. Yes. Mm. And, yes. So, and so that's why Bruno is such a curious character because when you hear the breakdown at the end when he's like, oh yeah, we, we, we can talk about Bruno or let's talk about Bruno or he says whatever he is and then he goes into his spiel. What does he say? He's like, I saw you were sweating yeah and something along the lines of and I wanted you to know it's okay to feel what you need to feel or whatever mm-hmm. and so you I, I saw the breakdown because I remember seeing the text and so it's like he could see what she was feeling and knew that other people have made her feel she couldn't express what she felt but he mm-hmm. wanted her to be able to feel what she needed to feel and that's why he he made the, the prediction and it wasn't yes. actually a, a vision you know yes and then you hear the husband be like, yeah, this is what I keep telling her. And so yes! such, oh! such a good example. So I mean, good. the husbands, the husbands in this movie, I, girl. I'm like, where do I find one? Because only then will I agree to get married. <laughs> well, I, I love them. I love them both because like, even, even what was the breakdown? Like Felix her husband will gently correct her so like she's like it was my wedding day he's like it was our wedding day yes it was beautiful and she's like talking about like well it was I I hurricane and it was awful he's like it was rainy but it was it was a joyous day and I was so happy you know to marry her and it's like my man yes (laughs) are you are you are you telling the story or am I yeah sorry sorry, maybe that go on (laughs) and then um Oh God, what is Mirabel's dad's name? I just remember her mom's name. Uh, Augustine. There you go. He's, oh my God. He's, oh, him he's protecting so- his daughter. Yes. 
him like understanding like I understand that this family is like their own thing but I I also know my place as her father and like I'm gonna protect my daughter as much as I can and then he stands up to abuela yes I love that oh I'm glad you beat me too because I was gonna say I love that he you know I was like candle or no candle I'm gonna challenge you because you're disrespecting my daughter you hurt her and I'm sure you know obviously it's a Disney movie they're gonna tone it down but I'm sure it was a lot worse than what they're showing us like I like not just when she she's like oh there were cracks and then she's like oh our drinks are strong I'm like abuela she's 15 she can't have nothing to drink like stop (laughs) is she actually 15 I I I never I never figured out the age when I tell you I'm obsessed with this movie I mean that genuinely (laughs) (laughs) she's 15 and you know I'm like I'm pretty sure she couldn't drink anyway or what what was the other thing when they're setting up for the whole gift ceremony she's like maybe you should let someone else help you know I'm sure like maybe in tone it sounds nice but if you think about what she's saying it's like I need you not to mess up shit tonight can you go literally anywhere else like that's mean if she had to said it like that people would be like oh yeah that's that's clearly really rather than it seeming as nice as it is and it's like mm, abuela you rude <laughs> but yes no love love the husbands they are oh, so good I just ah, ah love it <laughs> I forget that um Pepa Julieta and um Bruno are all the same age yeah <laughs> I forget that they're triplets at some point I do too, Julieta, seems, Julieta seems like such the older sister mm-hmm. Peppa like the disgruntled middle child yes and then Bruno the the youngest the baby I keep the so baby. I keep thinking of birth order and I'm just like mm. well they could like but that's stupid to say I was gonna say maybe Julieta is the oldest and I feel like with them being the same age it shouldn't matter because you know like that's just you being first by like what 20 minutes maybe (laughs) but I think in personality it makes sense because Mm -hmm. look at look at Julieta's kids powers compared to Pepa's kids powers Mm -hmm. so again middle child syndrome is the one that isn't seen yes and then so like if you think about the powers that she ended up passing on to her children it's be heard no be seen but not heard yes because because come camilo doesn't his power is to literally turn into someone else yes oh that's crispy that's a crispy theory right there i love that and dolores whose name literally means pain Mm. it's don't talk here like listen you're here to listen for us Mm-hmm. like that's your role but not to be li- like listened to you're here to listen but not be listened to and I'm just like well and even even Antonio he doesn't talk to people he talks to animals you know yes. like, <laughs> although I have to admit his is my favorite superpower he, he's he's the cutest being I can't oh, I'm gonna gush over it but like the oh, other thing my my is- um my my hormones really started to go when I saw him. I was like, oh my God, I want a baby. I'm having very severe baby fever right now. Can I have one? 
see, I'm right there with you, but my problem is I, I like babies. I don't want them to like, if, if they could stay babies, then I'd be good. Right. Like if they could just stay like infant, like, I don't care about diapers or any of that. Like I could do babies, but then they turn into children. And then I'm like, I'm the opposite. <laughs> I am. I'm like dreading the baby part of it. I was like, I know I have to go through it regardless because, you know. We'll co-parent. I'll take the baby years. And then once once they hit that two-year-old, I'll be like, here you go. Okay, but you <laughs> have to move here for that to happen. <laughs> well, anyway, Meg, thank you so much for this. I feel like this was such a great conversation. I would really love to have you back on for, you know, another subject down the line. Please? Yeah. Please? please? And I, next, time, I, I, next time we'll actually do the thing and actually have coffee with us when we do it. Uh, yes. I failed this time. I, I let my excitement get ahead of me. Like I was, I was, what was I playing? I was playing Final Fantasy and I'm like looking over like every three minutes, like pause, what time is it? Pause, what time is it? Pause, what time is it? I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to do the things today. Huzzah. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really excited because this is my first episode back after hiatus. So oh, yay. No pressure at all. I, I love this. I love being able to talk to you. I love, you know, again, we haven't really been able to communicate, you know, face to face in such a long time. I haven't actually oh. physically seen you since 2013. 20. You have not. I want no, to say 2013. 2013 is probably right because after, after I graduated, I tried to find a job in Chicago and then I got hooked into trying a nursing program. So I moved to Indy. Yeah, I, mm, that's, that's a whole other story. We can talk oh, about that another day. We need some wine for that one. <laughs> I mean, I don't drink anymore, <laughs> but I'd be willing to, you know, pop up in a bottle of wine for that. <laughs> Have a mocktail. <laughs> um, cafe con therapy at night where the cafe turns into wine. <laughs> After dark. <laughs> There we go. Have have like really somber lights and like, <laughs> you know, the atmosphere just set right. I'd be down for that. Yeah. That that you know what? Let's let's keep that a working um idea and actually we can do like a like a group type of thing, and I'll Aww. actually have more people on there and it'll be like a like a pretty like like a jazzy kind of type of thing. Okay. See, this is this would be the kind of episode that I would love to have in person, like yeah, with, yes. with a group of people. But again, COVID. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Yeah. But it was so nice to talk to you about all this and to get yes. your insight. And who knows? Um, I know there is an episode I'm planning behind sort of the power of, um, of art. So not only just, you know, like, like, you know, painting and, you know, that, but like physical movement and even just media. So I would well, love, and I felt love. that I didn't, I didn't stay with art therapy too much this time. That's why I'm like, I am always happy to come back. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I think it'd be great to have you back if you're willing, because I just, um, inquired to, um, well, inquired information to get into the Adler PhD art therapy program. Yes. I meant to, so we got away from it, but I meant to ask like, if you were still going to do it and yes yay so I actually I got the phone call yesterday but I missed it because my parents were about to leave <laughs> I had to take them to the airport 
So I didn't really have much time, but I did get the email, so I'm going to follow through. So maybe we can have another session to specifically cover art therapy and your experience. Yes, 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 yes. Also, yes. <laughs> I'm excited. I love you so much. I miss you so much. And I'm so grateful that you agreed to do this. Do this. So thank you so much. Thank you, madam. <laughs> right, including oh. me. I feel touched. <laughs> Well, keep your eyes open for your eyes open, your eyes open, your ears open. Um, is that a thing? I don't know. Um, All the things. <laughs> well, everyone just, you know, keep up to date with the podcast. Um, I'll be dropping some more information on the Insta page. Um, this should be popping up on Spotify pretty soon. And I'm hoping to be a little bit more consistent with this. So yay, I'm excited. Yay. And this will probably be a two-part thing because we just did two hours worth of content. So oh wow, nice. So I see you're covered. I got you for multiple weeks, girl. There we go. There we go. That's wonderful. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Meg. Um, do you want to plug socials? Do you want to plug anything? Oof. I I don't have any for I, I guess I have an Instagram uh for art it is not art therapy related by no means it's just for my own art um and I'm working on getting a sticker company thing up and running so if you want to follow that it is peach tea creations on Instagram there's really nothing there so don't get too excited you could be three three episodes in a row <laughs> yes 